0: Welcome to the Guna Ramble, a Guna's World podcast. No gimmicks, no satire, just a little bit arsenal. I I shouldn't have made you laugh so much. Uh, Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Goona Ramble or Gooners World Podcast. Please excuse the profanity that you just heard prior to me going to air. That was due to uh, a one-inch practice who has returned from a long hiatus. I'm beginning to feel that it should have been a longer hiatus because (laughs) it's going to bring the show's quality down. To levels that we've never seen before. <laughs> if it was before we came to air, they won't have heard it, will they, prick? They did. We'll have, we'll they, leave in know, I pressed record. You said uh, you, you said fuck it. Thank you. That's all right. And I just said it again. All right. Um, so oh, yeah, we've got. As you can imagine, now we've got inch practice with us back in the fold. Getting. How you? How, are you? How are you doing? Me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm glad to be back, mate. It's been a long fucking time off and been busy and uh, <clears throat> illnesses and boring shit. Life getting in the way, so it's nice to get back, watch some bloody good Arsenal games, and then come on and uh,
0: chat about it with you guys, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. Anyway, how you doing, Callum? <laughs> Fresh back, just stepped in the door from the game. How you doing,
2: mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. You seen enough of me this season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So on tonight's show, we are going to discuss the recent games. That's uh, the Hull midweek game and the Everton game. Today's game. Also, we'll be covering um, the issue of uh, what was it, what, what is it we've we've seen? We're going to cover. Uh, <laughs> we'll cover our faces, won't we? Uh, let's oh, yeah. leave, let's <laughs> just leave it up to. Let's uh, see what happens. Yeah. Let's, no, go, let's go off off book this week. Off yeah. piece. Yeah. Off piece. Yeah. Oh, cause we're that good, are we? <laughs> uh, it should be anything. Uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna cover the Mertasek and partnership, aren't we? Because that's a really good partnership. Really. Ooh. I think, I think they're alright, actually. I think they're, I think they're the best in the league, personally. And also, um the third one is, uh, we're probably gonna cover the transfer window, because the transfer window's looming again, isn't it? On the horizon, so we'll cover that. Right, so, um getting right into it. Um, let's talk about the recent victory over Hull and the draw against Everton. Callum, what are your thoughts? Where should we start? Hull. Let's start at Start up Hull. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> it was one of those
2: games where you just you take the win and you move on, really. And um, we played well. It was nice to be able to rotate uh, for the first time this season and, and, and not really look like we diminished in quality. You know, uh, Monreal had a great game. He looked, um it's great, you know, especially with the days gone by we've had Andre Santos as our second choice left back. It's it's great to be able to bring on, you know, a Spanish international. Um and he, he played really well. Um Jenkinson I thought did well, came in, you know, a lot of people had written him off after some mistakes earlier in the season, but he looked um he looked good and he didn't look out of place at all. Um, the rest of the team, you know, played well and, and of course that man Nicholas Bentner um, got his goal <laughs> got yeah. his goal and I said I want to say I want, I'm going to milk this for as long as I can mm. I said before the game I reckon Benton will score the first goal from a Jenkinson cross and like, it best. happened
0: it happened so, you actually um, said it's going to call it, score a hat-trick but then, you know I remember you I said you, a lot you, of things that, I covered all bases out, didn't you you called out Mo. Didn't he? was <laughs> <He's laughs> supposed to come on and eat humble pie, but he's done an Alan and, and cried off. Oh, that's the no surprise
2: there, is it? But um, no.
0: but no, yeah, yeah. When you look at Benton's all round performance, you know I think the goal
2: is well taken, but I mean Jenkinson really did let it just drop it on his head. Um, but he's all round performance. Jumped, jumped, was, did he? Yeah, he didn't. No, he didn't. But he he made the run, and you know he could easily. You wouldn't have been surprised if he fluffed that over the bar, already would you? So, no. Um, I I thought it was a well taken goal. Uh, his all round performance wasn't too bad. And um but you know, it's, he's not he's never been the, the best, most dynamic of forwards when it comes to passing and being involved in, in the build up play. Um and Giroud's a bit better than that but better than him at that, but I still think he did okay and you know, he did play like someone who perhaps hadn't played much in the last few months and um uh, that's fair enough. But you know, at the end of the day we brought him in for a game, he got a goal and, and we won. So, um yeah, all in all I was I was pleased with the performance and um, it was just a game. You kind of got you, you want to win, and you, know, you, don't, you don't really learn much about your team from it. But we knew that we did learn that we could rotate a little bit, which is which is nice. It felt like yeah. the first time we've been able to do that this season.
0: Cool. All right, let's let's bring in Inch. Inch, what did you think of uh, Wednesday's two nil victory over Hull? Yeah, I mean we um, we battered them
1: really, didn't we? I mean um, we we should have scored more, but we we dominated the game. They tried to park the bus, they failed. Um, and uh, it was just a good professional win I mean uh, as Callum said a few eyebrows raised when Benton started I thought he'd be a sub but in, in the end um, it was the right decision because he scored and it was the right decision because Giroud was starting to look tired in the previous game so um, to rotate and, uh, and win is exactly what you want. It's a bit of an insult to Hull, though, isn't it? If you, if you start Nicholas Bentner from the beginning, you know, it's just like, you know, do your worst, mate, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's the right decision. All, all the people that rotated did well. Um, Jenkinson, I think when he was having a bad time of it before, he had a, you know, misunderstanding with Wilshire, didn't he? But, um, I think we all knew that, um, that was a bit of a blip and he's generally a good player. Um, Not well, everyone, was,
2: though. A lot of people just said we should sell him. No, well, those that. are the
1: knee jerkers, aren't they, mate? Well, there's aren't a lot they? of them. There's a lot yeah, of them. oh, God, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a whole fucking forum full of them, mate. <laughs> but, um, the thing is, uh, I've always said, I've said this, you know, over the last god knows how many years on that forum that, Um, if you're going to knee-jerk, you're going to make a mug out of yourself if you do it over one of our kids because uh, uh, you know, they they don't reach their consistency until they're 23, 24. So if they're still 19, 20 years old, of course they're going to have bad games and when they're bad, they can be so colossally bad that they score a hat-trick of own goals. But if you write them off at that point, you know, you're going to end up looking like a mug. I mean, look how crap song was when he first arrived. You know, um, so many young players we've had were terrible, and they turned it round. So, I, Ramsey. I, yeah, Ramsey, exactly. So, I, I just well. think if, if you if you write off a kid, you you're going to, only going to end up looking stupid.
0: Mm. Yeah. But um, I, um, yeah, I generally,
1: I was just well. going to say, generally on, on that game, you know, I I, I think um, we we dominated. They didn't really, they couldn't live with us. Um, and Bentner, as you say, um, Cal, you know, scored a goal um, and looked lively. But the main point about him for me is that he put in six times the amount of effort than he did against Chelsea, where yeah. he sort of strolled around looking like he couldn't be bothered, um, which I sort of took as nerves, really, because I know he's arrogant, but mm. I just, I just thought he wasn't... Mentally ready for that game, he's a little bit like, Oh god, I've been thrown in the deep end. And with all the stuff that's gone on with him going, not going, it's mentally left him a bit like, Ah, uh, what the fuck, you know. And he was a bit like in the headlights during that Chelsea game. I think
2: he knew against uh, Harley, he thought, This is a team where I can get a goal.
1: Exactly. When, when, right, when and he, when he, he scored he a
2: that slap- early goal, yeah, I think when he scored that early goal, he just settled him down, and from there, he just played like he was having fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I think I think after that Chelsea game, you know, um, you know, Wenger never put it into words, but he did hint that he was going to be having serious words with him because performance was not convincing, as he put it. So Wenger said to him, "Look, I bloody kept you here." You know, you've been given a, a second chance. You're going on about how it's humbled you and the fans have, you know, great and then fucking do something, you know, you know, put a shift in. If you don't score, at least work hard. And, you know, against Harley scored straight away and he worked hard for the rest of the game. So I'm not saying everything's brilliant, all is forgiven, but that's what you want out of your backup striker to just bust the gut and try and make something happen.
0: Yeah. Um, I, personally, I was. Very encouraged by his performance on, on Wednesday night. Um scored the goal of, you know, within a couple of minutes or whatever it was at the start of the game. Uh, unfortunate not to get the second goal in the, in, in, in the goal mm. mark. The, the ball came to him a bit quickly and it, you know, kind of bounced off of him a bit quickly for him to, but if he'd have put it away, for the, if he'd have put that second one away, I think, mm. you know, place would have gone absolutely mental, you know. Over yeah. um,
1: his sharpness though, wasn't it? You know, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things, he yeah. wasn't on his toes. Yeah. If he played, just played ten games, he would have buried yeah. that.
0: He would have buried that. And I think you know, I remember like cause I was there at the game when his name was announced. It was a case of oh, really, Bent number at me. <laughs> you know, I mean, when they announced his name, no one, no one booed him or whatever. But uh, he actually I think... got the biggest cheer today. And,
2: and when yeah. people, when they reading out the names, and they read out his name on the bench, <laughs> there yeah. seemed to be yeah. a lot. Of, could have been yeah. ironic cheering, but it was still yeah. the, the that's loudest that's, cheer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he's, and I was so happy that he, he scored a goal, because I'm, I'm not going to be anybody in an Arsenal shirt, to be honest with you. No. Uh, you no. know, and he put in his effort, and he deserved the goal. You know, um, again, started the second half, Erzil tucks away, tucks it away again. Um, it was great give goal. us two goals, give us, yeah, it was a great goal. It was a pass, it was just, yeah.
2: Uh, they got a good, um, got a good thing going on at the moment, right? Yeah, he's no, right, he's right, returned
0: he the, the yeah. favour from, um, he returned the favour from the whole game, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, so, uh, this, that what well, that was, the whole game? So the Cardiff game, yes, sorry. Be, yeah, yeah, You know, so, um, yeah, 2-0, very comfortable, um, wasn't really much to offer. I mean, I don't think the whole was offering much. Um, and yeah, so, you know, moved on to this, the, the weekend's game, uh, the Everton game, and, you know, after a stunning set of results, really, from Saturday, um, I was expecting us, to you know, to, 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 win simply because we, amongst all the the Premiership teams, I think we've got the best, Record against Everton. Do you know what I mean? I think we've, we've claimed the most points off of Everton. Really? You know, sort all the Premiership teams. So, even though Everton's a really good at, outfit, I, I was hoping, I think I said on Twitter, I'm hoping for a 2-0. You know, I think Leo said it was, he's looking for a 2-1, and Flip PG, Plymouth Gunnar said it was going to be 2-2, so, you know, but, um, you know, today's game, going down there, being in the, in, in the ground, um, Everton's support was, was, was quite, Quite uh, raucous, wasn't it? It was quite volatile. Really. Flares being let off after oh, so they got. Flares go. being let off, mm-hmm. yeah, and whatnot. Um, but they, I, I watched it today. They, they are a classy outfit. They're the best yeah. team to have come to the Emirates this season. They are a classy they, outfit. Uh, Ever- I mean, better under Martinez and they were under Moyes. That's for sure.
2: I said to my friend who I was wearing with. I said the only difference between Everton and Liverpool at the moment is is the strikers. I mean, if you, I mean, the cock is great, but if you put Suarez in the Everton team, they would be high. They would be title contenders. I think. I think yeah. they've got. A, they're just. The way they played today, I mean, they didn't play. I think in the first half, people exaggerated how well they played because they didn't. At the end of the day, they didn't really have a shot or any chances. But they were such a, a tough team to break down, and it's hard really to say whether it was down to our poor performance in the first half or the way Everton played. But I mean, they were just—they um, just got so much quality in that team. And I,
0: I think it was a bit of both. You know, we didn't really get going until uh, like before like, the interval. You know, um, and that was probably down to their organisation. We were I, we were sloppy though. Yeah, possession. I know that Ramsey was giving. And he was having it. a bad game. I, I, mean, I remember. I think early in the game they were kind of getting they were getting to him. They were sort of like sticking somebody on him. Do you know what I mean? Not giving him the space to sort of like do his thing. But there was a couple of sort of sloppy passes. I think I don't know if we were looking forward to Wednesday's game or whether the you know the 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 results yesterday. Um, you know. You know, playing after the results yesterday kind of might have given them some sort of I don't know some liminal kind of pressure.
2: No, I don't. I don't think so. I think um, the way we've been this season and and the kind of experienced heads we have in the club, um, we certainly wouldn't have gone into it thinking it doesn't matter if we don't win. I think they would have gone into it thinking if we win today we can go seven points clear. And I think in the end of the day we just came up against a very good side. Um, uh, You know, it's still disappointing to to draw the game when you go one nil up. 10 minutes to go, but um, at the end of the day, I mean, when I first saw the goal from David Fayo, I I originally thought Chesney could have done a bit better with it, Um, and and perhaps Gibbs could have have closed him down, but when I saw the goal when I got home, I mean, the pace he's hit that with, he's hit that so cleanly, and and sometimes, I mean, whenever there's a goal conceded against you, you kind of want to look, see where did it go wrong? Mm. And you can nitpick and say, I think, um, Arteta didn't bring Bartley down before he passed it to De La Feo, and obviously Gibbs could have stopped it, but sometimes you have to look at that and just say, more than anything, that is a, a, an individual piece of skill that unfortunately has gone against us, and yeah. and you can you can say, well, this could have happened, this could have happened, but yeah. it's just the way football is sometimes, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's an odd, it's, when you go one a lot with ten to go, you're going to be disappointed with anything but a win. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think um, we're still, we've, that result takes us five points clear. Yeah. And it's funny how, you know, the attitude of some people, you know, you think in August, people were saying, we're going to struggle to make top four. And now we've just gone five points clear and people are saying, oh, we should have gone seven points clear. This isn't good enough. And I know everyone's got the, the City and Chelsea games in their mind. But I think. You know, you can't, people seem to be writing us off. When people kind of, when it became clear that by going seven points clear, we could then effectively lose to City and Chelsea and still be top, people really wanted that because it took the pressure off us. But they seem to have this mindset that we're going to lose those games for some reason and this was a must win. I mean, every game's a must win, arguably. You know, it's, people say this every game. But I think at the end of the day, a point isn't that, that bad, especially considering Chelsea and City didn't win. So, yeah. you know, we've gained a point on Chelsea and, and we, we've stayed the same, still stayed six points ahead of City. So, all right. Mitch, um,
1: H- what's your a of H- H- Um Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I, I didn't quite have the same, um, what shall I say, uh, optimism as you had going into this game because um, I think that um, I wouldn't have predicted a 2-0. I was worried about Everton. Um, I desperately wanted to go seven points clear like everybody else but I was worried that we wouldn't do it um, and I was worried about the fact that Everton have looked so good this season it's not just the fact that they beat Man United you know and we lost to them it's the fact that every time I've seen them play they just attack, attack with so much purpose they've only lost one confidence. game as well well, exactly, but they, the way that they attack, they just, well, look like us when we attack, really, just like lovely control, great technique, um, you know, it's pace on the counter-attack. You know, I thought that these guys would um score at some point. So if we didn't score twice or, or whatever, we wouldn't win the game. So I was worried about this game, definitely, um, and, you know, the longer it went on nil-nil, um The more I thought we had a chance to nick it at the end, and then, of course it looked like we would but um but they got back, but yeah i mean um uh, going back to the first half um I don't think we were that bad, I just think they were brilliant, I just think we couldn't get the ball off of them, and um they passed it around beautifully, and um yeah, maybe if we hadn't played three games in a week, then uh you know we we would have been better at closing them down, but not that 's an excuse because they did as well. So,
0: um. I also remember, Rich, that we didn't play the same team on Wednesday as we played today, you
1: know. Exactly, exactly. So, there's no excuse, really, for, for not, you know, putting them under a bit more pressure, but I do just think they were fantastic that first half an hour. Um, and, um, you know, but as, as you said, Cal, they didn't create much out of it, they just, um, they just held on to the ball. They just had 70% of the possession or something, um, which was crazy. But, yeah, we got back into it second half. We we were much better. We had them on the ropes. Um, but then we, we couldn't actually finish off. And, um, as you say, Ramsey gave the ball away a bit, as a once or twice. And it was just a few too many flicks and tricks that didn't come off. Um, and they were always in the game. You know, a lot of the time it was nil-nil. It could have gone either way. Um, and I was delighted that we scored the goal, but I did I was thinking, "Shit, this is almost too early to score. You know We wanted to score that on the ninetieth minute, you know, because now they're going to come back at us, and we've got to hold on to this lead you know for for 10 minutes. and uh, yeah, I, you know it, it didn't happen, but you know overall, um, even though I desperately wanted to go seven points clear, you know that's not a bad point. You know, against against a great team, and I just think that Everton are going to take points off of our rivals as well. And um, you know, you know, you're saying that if we've gone seven points, we could afford to lose to City and Chelsea, but I think that we we still could, in a way. Um, I don't expect us to get no points from either game, but even if that did happen, I still think that. We're more consistent against the the, the smaller teams. You know, yeah. after that we're going to play people like West Ham. You know, we're going to smash West Ham. You know, and um, the other teams are coming unstuck against Cardiff, against Southampton. You know, teams that we've beaten. So I, I still think that even if it, the gap gets reduced to like one point or something over the next couple of weeks, we're still showing more consistency than than City and Chelsea at the moment.
2: I think um, that, that it helps that there isn't. <clears throat> you know, if if you're in a situation where you're chasing down a team that is winning every week you know if City could take that home form away from home then we'd be in a bit of trouble but you know in a weekend that Southampton, you know nearly beat City and, and got a point off them and, and Chelsea went and lost um, a point against Everton really isn't that bad
1: and you lost against Sunderland as well for fuck's sake I mean come here yeah, I mean and yeah. also
2: and also you know so I mean it's, it depends where you look at it you can look at it as I think a lot of people are just very nervous for the, the the City and Chelsea games, and and this would have really made them uh, kind of made the fans confident going into those games. But it would have given us
1: a cushion, very yeah. Realistic. But
2: we still I mean, we still got five points. I mean, we Chelsea and City are coming into these games needing to beat us more than we need to beat them, mm. and whilst that's the case, I don't see why we should have this kind of inferiority complex where we think, oh, it's only a matter of time before Chelsea and City catch us because they know how to win league titles and this team doesn't. You know, every time we've, res- we've, we've done badly this season. So we've responded brilliantly. So you look at, we lost to Villa and went on a 14 game and beaten streak or something like that. And we lost to Dortmund and we went and beat them in their place. We lost to Chelsea in the cup and it didn't, didn't throw us off our game at all. <clears throat> and we lost to United and we up to this point, we won every game since then, whereas they've, Drawn to and lost to, so mm. you know I don't think this is a team that will suddenly after this result think, oh, that's that's us. Then we're going to lose the next two games no. and give up our title challenge. I, I think we'll go we'll go in we'll go to the Etihad full of confidence. And to be honest, if we get a point from that game, incredible. If we can up our, at home to Chelsea, I don't I don't care about this record Mourinho has over Wenger. Chelsea are leaking goals everywhere at the moment. And well, you have to think that got,
1: Sunderland can score three against them for the exactly. sake. And also you know, we people talk about these all oh, these teams that know how to win titles. That's not how you win a title.
2: No, exactly. You know, this is Mourinho's teams. team. Mourinho this is a different this is a different beast under Mourinho. It's not the same. And I think if we play like we can play, like we did against Liverpool and, and Tottenham and, and even today in the second half we played well and, and probably could have won the game. Um, but we've got also we've got the best defense in the league at the moment. Maybe mm. the, I mean, the best thing out of today's game was Kashani. He was just unbelievable today. Yeah, he, he, I he, think
0: they both were. I think both him and Mertesacker. I, I was watching them intensely. Oh, today. they both were. But it uh, was Kashani's. Kishone, it was the yeah. way he
2: handled Lukaku, and not many stri- defenders have been able to do that this point. I, I, mean, I think I think
0: I I think you were saying each earlier about you know if it was Suarez, it might have been a different game, or you know he might have finished a few chances. We we played Suarez and it. About a month ago. I never we, said that. Who said that in one that of you was Callum. Said, a mean, you Don't accuse
1: me of being Callum, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not say that. I didn't say that. Why did said, say,
1: He said something about if you put Suarez in Everton's team, is that what you meant? Yeah, that's, that's what I was, was saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that's it. Right. Yeah. So we we <laughs> played them about last month, and uh, I think we kept both him and and uh, Sturridge, you know, at bay in the mm. two victory. Um, I, I was watching Kos- Koscielny and he really, really—I mean—he took care of Lukaku for most of the game, pretty much all of the game. He, you could see he, he really loved the battle. He loves that kind of, you know, um, you know, that, that that kind of challenge. Um, He's just everywhere, vibes on it. He, he really thrives in it. He, go, he went in 100% on him. Um, I was, I, I, and, and, and I, and I was, and I actually said after the game, look, you know, I was on Ask Fan TV. I said, look, Koscielny Mertesacker, I don't think there's a better p- defensive partnership in the league. Yeah, I mean, well, not a thing
2: that's up, isn't it? Well, it's just if you look at it, you think, well, United are shite at the moment. Tottenham are shite. Um, City, their biggest problem has been center half because Company hasn't been fit, and when he's not fit, they've really struggled. Um, who else? You? Southampton. I mean, yeah, Southampton have been They, they would be the, their pairing was it Lovren and Fonte. You would perhaps say the only couple that come close to Kashoni and Mertesacker, but of all the big teams. I don't think they've got an established centre half pairing. I mean, Chelsea rotate, don't they, between Terry, Cahill and Louise. Um, Liverpool have four centre Rs they don't know what to do with. Um, they've got, you know, when they lost the Hull last weekend, they had Agar and, and Sako on the bench. So, I think, it's, I think we've got one of the best pairings in Europe. I think in, in the league, I don't think, I think the only, t- the only two that come close are the Southampton pairing, and that's only been for this season. So, yeah, I mean,
0: the defence. And the thing about that is, the thing about that is, we have to keep them together. I know the Marlins are on the bench, and people are speculating whether he'll be here in January or next summer and whatnot. But you can't really afford to rotate the right. the, the centre backs. I think them two are settled. They work very well in tandem because um, you know you watch Mr Saka, He's he's cajoling, he's organising, he's shouting at people, telling people to get get into place, and whatnot. And then you have got Cassio, who's like a berserker. You know, and they work well together. One plays on the left, one plays on the right. It's it works. Don't don't mess around with it. Do you know what I mean? No, I agree. Uh, it's interesting you know.
1: actually I was having this chat um I went to some bloody Christmas party worked there the other day and I met this guy who's a City fan. Um and he's been watching them since he was a boy and he was he must have been about fifty years old, so he's a long, long term City fan, you know, and he was looking forward to the game <laughs> where we play and I was saying you know, talking about our squad and I was saying, well, you know, we've got three great centre backs. And he said, what? I said, we well, got three great centre backs. He said, who, who are they? I said, well, Marlon, Kashelny, Murthysaka, of course. He said, I, I don't know, I don't know who you're talking about. I said, look, mate, you know, you can try it on if you like, but I'll politely remind you we're top of the league. And also, we'll remind you that, uh, you know, the only people to, to have kept Suarez and Sturridge quiet you know, for 90 minutes. I said, Koscielny's a beast. And he had Suarez in his pocket and they they couldn't score he kept a clean sheet against them and it's not a coincidence and Mertesacker gets his head on everything and yeah. it's the same today you know Lukaku yeah. is one of the best strikers in the league I really rate him he's yeah. got pace he can do a trick he can get past you and oh, he can wow. finish he's fantastic he's an absolute monster and um, because Shea only had him just all over and it's this thing a bit like what Sendros used to do he comes out early and gets the ball before the strikers even like got a proper touch on it except Sendros Ross was a bit crap sometimes <laughs> but sometimes because you know, when he comes out he gets it he nails it he's got a fantastic first touch he can take a dodgy pass back that people give him and just you know calls cool a cucumber and Murtasaka like I said he gets his head on everything he's got the Murtasaka stop where he just you know, <laughs> sticks his leg out and the player They've goes flying section. and the ball the ball's sort of nailed to the grass isn't it yeah. so yeah he's, the, the pair of them are working so well they're brilliant today and um, it's just a shame that I think whatever, however many clean sheets we kept in a row, six or something, and, and that's now over, but, uh, um, you know, you have to say they're having a great season, and yeah. if, if, uh, if the Scottish twat Alan Hansen is right, he always says the best defence wins the league, so, if that's the case, we should, uh,
0: start getting excited. Yeah, and it, it had to take a, a, a brilliant strike to beat us today. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just. Um, and as soon as Delafeo came on, people were like, "Oh, he's, he's quite good." He's that.
2: Well, thing. it wasn't even. Yeah, I, I mean, you immediately think that because of his form in recent weeks, but we haven't seen him do that yet. We've seen him run at. We've seen him run at defenders and, and, and dribble um, through tight spaces, but we've not seen him hit shots like that. And I think it just sometimes sometimes you can see great goals. You know, I mean, if Giroud's shot had been a couple of inches lower. Yeah, do you think do you think Everton fans would have been saying, oh, that shouldn't, you know, you, you'd have to just accept that he scored a world class goal, you know? Yeah. And I think with David Farrow's goal, I mean, Chesney's been incredible the last month, and you know he isn't letting anything past him unless it's something special. And
0: yeah. I mean,
2: that was a special shot, and doesn't he make was. it doesn't make it any less gut any less gutting because yeah. it was the five minutes to go. But um, yeah, yeah sometimes I, you just have to say fair yeah. play because that was a great yeah. goal.
0: As you were saying, Giroud shot, if it had been a cut of... Oh, it was just. That would have been a one. the way he put it down as well, you know, and turned and then hit it, you know, without even looking at the game. I was,
2: I was right behind it. And I've, <laughs> well, I went to, um, the Coventry game was the last game I was able to get to last season. And it was his first ever goal for Arsenal. So I was saying that, like, oh, when I've been at the game, you know, he's got 100% strike rates. So he will score today. And I'm always defending him on the forum. I think people give him so much stick. And when he took that ball down and it went in, I just kind of thought this could be the greatest thing that's ever happened ever in football. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this could just be incredible. And just when it bounced off the bar, and I was just, I was just, I was, I'll say after the game, I was annoyed that it happened. Like it was because it was, it literally could have been a memory that I would never have forgotten to see (laughs) Giroud score that goal.
1: The thing is though, as you say, people people knock him, but he's capable of scoring that kind of goal. You know, he he, he was very close today, but he he they. Do go in for him you know you should see him score them against you know when he's playing for France yeah. you know that's that wasn't yeah. if that had gone in I wouldn't have said that was a fluke he absolutely meant that and he's got the technique to score those you know um, he hasn't done it um, very often in an Arsenal shirt yet but he's you know he, he does that for France you know
0: yeah. it's it's it wouldn't have surprised me um, is he
1: and,
2: is he
0: becoming for what he is in his position and what he does you know he's back to goal. Do you think he's one of the best out there? It, you know, sort of a, t- a I, target, think, mate? I think what you've got
2: is in the Premier League, you've got Aguero and you've got Suarez and you've got Van Persie and these players that are just a class above. And I don't think. I mean, I'm a huge jury fan, but I would never put him in that kind of class. I'm, he no, is, I'm asking. I'm not saying that. I'm
0: saying no. No, but
2: Oh no! I think what Spike he does is huge. He, yeah, I think he. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't, put, for example, say Lukaku at the moment is much better than him. I would say they're pretty equal, and I think his job is vital. And when you when you're at the game as well, and you, you notice quite how many knockdowns he wins, or like you see the ball, and he just often he'll just chest it down to a player <laughs> next to him, and, and and that that kind of thing isn't easy to do, and people take that for granted. You know, yeah, people want everything to go,
1: in the air today. He, he, exactly,
2: yeah. he can he can make five. Really good control, you know, basically winning a header or controlling the ball. But all he has to do is give one pass away, and suddenly people, that's for them, is he's in a bad game. That's what to me it seems like.
0: People um, are so quick to jump down his throat. Exactly.
2: And I think, I think the issue is, I think one of the reasons that is, is because we were so close, we looked like we were close to signing Suarez in the summer, and we've seen him every week score like these incredible goals and just play. And you can't help but think if we had that striker, if we had Aguero, if we had Suarez, that we would have this league sewn up. Yeah. Um, and whilst I, I, I a lot
1: of people are like that though, aren't they? I mean, yeah. the fans, you know, so hate is. a player because he's not the one we were meant to get. You know, we're meant to get Higuain and we didn't. Oh, we got Giroud. You know, and so it's like, it's the player's fault that you know, um, our our negotiating skills in the transfer market are rubbish. You know, and and you know we didn't get matters, so therefore Casola is crap, or do you, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like we didn't said get that, something.
2: I think she said that whenever he's made a mistake, it's always been we could have signed XX, You know, yeah. Easy, but obviously now he's playing quite well, but mm-hmm. it's the same. But with Giroud, I think because he is. I love Giroud, but he isn't world class in the same way that there's some other strikers around the league at the moment that are. And when you've got players like Aguero and Suarez, I,
0: I who are just, just scoring every game. It seems like. I just, think, I just think for what he does for the team, right? There's not many comparable to him out there. No. I, that, that, people could say, could turn around and say, "Oh, you know, G, you're being a bit sensational. You're a bit, much, a bit A bit too fanatical." But if you look at what he does, yeah, the system that we've got. Where you know all the, yeah, he holds up the ball, he doesn't just hold it up. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's like an Alan Smith, Smudger Smith, but he's got, he's got he's also got the touch as well. I and mean, he had a great through ball. To under, he's today. underrated, just like Alan Smith was underrated. He's very underrated. He, he's not he's not just a big battering ram. He's got finesse.
2: But did you see the that, ball he played for Ramsey today? the little one-two yeah, and he dummied it, and yeah. he had a great through ball. And, and that that shot at the end, you know, he's got that in his locker.
0: Mm. I think but, you know what I think if if we'd have paid twenty-five million for him, yeah. And this season he scored twenty. Remember, do you remember when um, um, Chelsea signed Drogba? They paid twenty six million for him. He didn't have a great first season, but you know, he, second season he started smashing him in and whatnot. If he, if, 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 if we played twenty five million for, for for Giroud, and you know, he he'd smashed in like twenty five last season and whatnot and blah blah blah. People would be talking him uh, talking him up right now in the same bracket as Lewandowski. I think he, I think if if he was just a bit more clinical, if he was a bit more selfish. I think he's a very unselfish player. You know, people people probably will be talking about him a bit differently. I really think he's underrated, and I, you know what? I'm 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 glad we've got him to be honest with you. I just think, um,
2: I, yeah, I I completely agree with that. I mean, I just think we need we need an alternative to him. And often people just have you know they're often looking at other teams and what they've got up front and thinking, well, why haven't we got that? And... As a result of that, people either subconsciously or consciously give him a hard time. But mm. I mean, I thought today he played really well. I thought he had a good game. You know, you know well,
0: I rarely see him having a bad game these days.
2: Well, you'd be surprised yeah, he's how many some people react to it. You think he it, the thing game, is,
0: even know. when he even when he
1: doesn't score, he plays a part in all the <laughs> other <laughs> goals. So if if it's not an assist, it's it's mm. the the assist to the assist. Yes. I think basically everything in the final third goes through him pretty much almost every chance goes through him he'll set up the goal or he'll you know in some way he'll play a part of that attacking move and um, I just think the people that, that hate him uh, for for that reason because they they wanted him to be Higuain or they wanted they wanted a big name and they didn't get one but yeah. the people who actually understand football and appreciate everything he does and what he contributes to the team they kind of accept him I mean you you've got to realise that you've got to understand what he isn't and understand what he is and then yeah. you and then you'll be satisfied you won't be unhappy if you if you expect him to be you know, I, I don't know an Ian Wright fox in the box, or or a, a sort of tricky little dribbling player like Gazzola, Then you'll be disappointed. He doesn't do those things. He does other things instead. But you you know once once you watch him and spend some time watching him, you realise what he brings to the team. I mean, the classic one for me was was that Norwich goal, with the, the classic team goal. He, yes. he he just put two beautiful passes. Wilshire. Um, to Wilshire to set that whole thing up, and that's what he does. Back to goal, flicking balls around, yeah. and and in a way yeah. that absolutely uh, wrong foots the defenders. They're yeah. not expecting it. They're not expecting it to be one touch. They're not expecting it to to be uh, where it is. He's spotted the runs of everybody. So it's it's about his awareness and his link up play. Um,
0: He's that's what makes a technical player, him... isn't he? He's but a yeah. player. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and going on for that, I was oh, before I went to the game today. Um, I had a you know it was, it was involved in a discussion on on social media um, and the discussion was you know will Venga go out and buy us uh, you know what, what kind of if he goes out and buy a striker in January what kind of striker will he buy and what and what will it do for the team or to the team some people were saying that, look if we go out and buy a big name striker now it might disrupt the the, the, the spirit and togetherness of on the team um, some people were saying maybe we should go for a backup you know somebody doesn't mind sort of like you know coming off the bench you know um and and playing your game you know here and there, sort of like you know just to compliment or you know or relieve Giroud of, of 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 the burden that he's he he he's got I was saying look, I think podolsky you know he was carrying injuries last season, I think he's got a role to play um once he returns to full fitness what, what, what do you guys think um cal let me let me start with you
2: well, I think first of all. I think the issue but I don't think we should be looking for a backup um, you know, necessarily, but I think we should be I mean we should be looking to sign the best player we can get. But I think the chances are there's gonna be very little talent really available in January. Um and I think, you know, the last few weeks the rumours have been, you know, Morata Mar- on loan or Pato or um, you know, they're not really they're not your Bavatelli's or your Suarezes, are they? They're kind of a level below that. So I think people need to set their expectations a bit low. I mean, I would like to see someone come in, because whilst we were saying Bentner had a good game against Hull, you certainly don't want him as your, your second choice.
0: Well, I can't guarantee you that kind of performance, he's not going to guarantee you...
2: No, exactly, and, and I really think realistically we want to bring someone else in so we can move Bentner on and he can go and play somewhere else more regularly and we can have a better option. But Dalsky, I mean, my general opinion of him up front has been that it, it won't work, purely because... In the games we saw him last season, whilst he did score a couple, a few goals up front, he doesn't really seem, I mean, Giroud, for all his faults, knows how to play that position so well and is able to, to really harass defenders. Um, I mean, Giroud never goes missing and often lone strikers are, can do that. I do worry that Podolski doesn't really have that, um, is able to play with his back to goal in the same way that Giroud is. But then again, you know, I think he's worth, it's worth giving him a go. I certainly, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but I'd, I'd, I'd hope Benga isn't seeing Podolsky as the number two and that we don't need to bring anyone in. Uh, I, I would be disappointed if that's the, the way we go, but I wouldn't be adverse to giving Podolsky a chance up front and I think what we can say about Podolsky is that he's an incredible finisher. I mean, if you put him in front of goal, you you, you you know you, you're always going to back him to score and you know in that game against Fulham early in the season he scored two very good goals The only really in the squad we have he's the only one who can score these kind of goals um, so I can't wait to have him back to be honest um,
0: right, let me, let me throw the question over to Inch Inch do you think that um, you know uh, Podolsky isn't up to it to play the striker role to sort of as a backup to Giroud do you think that that being the case we need to go out and buy big? Do you think if we buy big, you know, it could be a disruptive influence on the team, disrupt the, the, the camaraderie we've got in the team? What were what your general thoughts and feelings?
1: Um, I think we need to buy... But I don't think it necessarily has to be big. I just think we need a different type of striker because if you look at um, Bentner and Giroud, they're the same kind of player pretty much. And so if if a game's not going for you, you take off Giroud, bring on Bentner. You're not you haven't changed anything. You know I think that um, we need a a plan B, like a, a skillful, tricky. A striker that um, can run up players, you know, and and make half a chance for themselves. You know, someone a bit like Loic Remy. Um, you know, I'd like to have someone even better than him, but do you know what? I wouldn't even complain if it was him. To be honest, I think he's mashing.
0: Those, the, the, the loan deal. I don't think that's possible this January. I tell well, you, I tell uh, you, I wish we'd gotten. If
2: you look at um, steven Jovetic, who is the fourth choice striker at Man City. I know he's been injured, but he just hasn't played. And he's a player that is dynamic. He's good with the good on the ball.
0: Offers something different to Giroud. Okay. But who do you think we should? Who do you think we could get? Who do you think? You
1: know. The thing is, you, we're not, we're not going to get someone from Man City. They're not going to sell to I'm us. just saying, I wish we'd got him. Yeah. I just wish we got him going. I wish for yeah. a lot of things. But <laughs> if you're talking about right now, um, you know, yeah, I mean, Remy belongs to QPR, but, um, you know, the right amount of money would, would take him away. Or someone just like him. What I'm saying is, there's no point having an identical type of striker on the bench. Um, you know, and Podolsky, the whole Podolsky issue, I don't, I genuinely don't know what would happen if he played up front. People say he, he does play in the middle for Germany i don't know I haven't seen enough of it but but I think that um, the interesting thing would be he wouldn't hold it up in the way that um, Giroud does um, he doesn't have the height or the aerial ability but running onto balls he would be lethal so I, I wouldn't be able to to say until it happened luckily for us we've got people that can score from all over the pitch but what I don't want to do is be in a situation where let's say Giroud gets injured and then we're putting Podolsky up front for a few games it doesn't work but we persist we drop points in the meantime then we try Theo it doesn't quite work you know and we're trying all these sort of options that we already have uh, and and then and, it, and it's not really working and we have to rely on Ozil and Ramsey to score goals from midfield otherwise we lose games you know I think we have to go out there and get someone that's Top quality and preferably a slightly different type of striker to Giroud, and we can rotate them. And I, and I don't believe, to answer your question, G, I don't believe it would disrupt the harmony of the team as long as it's not a complete tosser. I don't see why, you know, because you, as Giroud himself has said, you know, before the <laughs> before the transfer window closed, uh, he wants um, he wants us to get more players in, so he would be. If he was rotated with another quality striker, that would just put him under more pressure to perform, which is good, healthy competition.
0: I don't have a problem with that. I agree with that. I think, and the thing is, you know, Venger and the Scouts, they do their homework, not only the person's ability, but the character and temperament. Mm. like a few well
1: yeah that's what we always thought mate but then we just tried to buy fucking Suarez the biggest <laughs> arsehole on the planet you know I mean I, I still can't get my head around that you well, know we got rid of Bentley
0: because he was trouble and then we tried to buy a Suarez so maybe, maybe that's why we only bid £40 million a pound because they actually realised actually now temperament was he might have go around beat, biting one of ours uh, one of theirs. I think um, Cal you said that there was some biting going on today were not there or something Did you yeah. know some sort of I don't know you said something didn't. You, you you make some kind of reference in your tweets <laughs> about looking forward to um, tonight's uh, review uh, you know things to get out to see, oh, see oh, okay so i, I was wondering what you saw that i didn't see at the game today you no know. no no that wasn't um
2: some kind of suarez reference or anything like that. no just um it was a it was just it was an absorbing game and it was uh on reflection, it was a really good, fun game to be to be watching, it, even it, if it didn't go the way we wanted it to.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting. I mean, I have to say, I have to make reference to the uh, minutes of applause for the dead. I thought was excellent. That was I nice, yeah. It was really nice, and the uh, shirt, the um, you know, um, get well Pat Rice shirts mm. as well. Mm. You know, it was a nice touch by the nice. club.
2: Oh, I have to say, speaking about club. Pat Rice, did you see what um, Steve Bruce said about him in the week? Because he he made some really nice comments about Pat Rice and uh, got a lot of respect for Bruce brings up stuff.
0: Yeah, I think he's like He's light. He's well liked around. I mean, a global you know, I mean, not just at the club. I mean, he's you know he's a humble fellow. is you know he's he's one of them guys. He doesn't really like the limelight. Doesn't really seek it. You know, he just does his job. You know, been doing that job for like over forty years for Arsenal. So well, we discussed it, didn't we, the other
2: week with Mo. Yeah. And he yeah. said he got the, the like a third of Arsenal's history, as including yeah. Pat Rice being yeah. employed, which is just, um, you know,
0: just... Like a relaxed...
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think um, he's one of these guys that is, you know, widely um, respected all mm-hmm. across football. It doesn't matter if you're an Arsenal fan or if you're a United fan or whatever, you, you can yeah. respect what a great uh, player he was, what a great assistant yeah. manager he was and what a great man he is. So,
0: a great yeah. the club, definitely. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, I just want to say, just in conclusion to today's game, I thought that you know, once we brought in Flamini, we you know, you know, after the um, Dortmund game, the first game, the home game, Wenger said it's better to not to lose than to try and win the game or something like that. You know, you were saying in reflection to the first Dortmund match when we lost it two one, and I thought when he brought in Flamini that we were going to protect that one 0 lead and that was it. You know, I just was a bit disappointed that we conceded the goal late. But although, look, on, on reflection, I think 1-1 was a fair result. Um, Everton's a very good outfit. They're going to cause a lot of teams a lot of problems. And, um, you know, I can't really, I can't really be too, I can't really grumble too much about that. You know, what, 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 what what's your last thoughts on today's game, um, Inch?
1: Yeah, I, I, I feel the same. I thought if we were going to drop points, um, you know, it, it would be against a team like them who, who, who do come and attack us rather than you know um sort of park the bus and um try and catch us on the break you know they they were just brilliant um going forward and they played without fear and they they didn't show us too much respect at all they tried to to dominate the game and they actually achieved that in the first half an hour so i think it it, it football's a funny sort of thing where we could draw against Everton and then go and smash Man City, you know, just because they play a more open game and maybe they're not as organised yet under the new manager, you know, as Everton are. So, um, I don't think that because we drop points against a, a so-called non-top four team that we should start to worry. Um, I think, um, you know, when the season rolls on, it'll look like a good point.
0: I was going to say that, yeah. What do you reckon, Cal? Do you agree with uh, Inch? Yeah, I mean,
2: I think the only reason that this was such a bad result in the eyes of some was because we've got City and Chelsea looming on the horizon. But as an isolated game, you know, we played, not only was it a very good Everton team, it was one of their best games of the season they played. And as I said earlier in the show, you know, we've had Tottenham come, we've had um, Dortmund come, we've had Liverpool come. Everton played better than all of them today. Um and sometimes and you know we weren't at our best for the first 40 minutes or so so you know this can happen from time to time and and you know the thing is the difference is you know when we have a bad game and Everton have a good game in the past we would have lost it I mean we we would have been doing what United have been doing the last few weeks which is just not is conceding goals that lose the matches consistently whereas we're kind of plodding along and you know we've won three on the bounce before this so I think. On, ref- I mean, if we lose, it's not a bad it, point. It's not a bad point, basically. It's, yeah, it's, it's not- a good point. Um, it's it's yeah. disappointing to concede a goal in the 84th minute, but it was a quality goal that can just, yeah. that can happen. And I think, um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good performance. Defence was brilliant. Good. Um, look, and looked very good as well. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm satisfied.
0: Cool. All right. So now we've got the little um a little um. Well, a little, um, a little issue of the mid-game against Napoli. You know, the final uh, Champions League group game. We win it or avoid defeat. We're, I think we're first. We, we qualify first. What kind of team do you think we'll bring out? We'll, we'll put out, you know, you know, keeping in mind that we've got Man City, Um, you know, on the weekend, um, Cal. Quickly.
2: I don't think we'll play a weekend team, but I would expect to see some rotation. I'd like to see Rositsky come in for Kazola. Um, perhaps even Monreal in for Gibbs as well. Yeah. Um. It's annoying as hell that we've got the early kickoff on the Saturday. Which seems it seems. I mean, Vega made the point. We've got the latest kickoff this weekend, on the Sunday, and then we've got the earliest kickoff on Saturday. So we've got a very small turnaround time. So there will be some rotation.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um. Inch.
1: Yeah. I think the point about this game is that um we only need a point. Um, to top the group, but we never play for a point. We always try and win games. Um, So we're not going to rotate like we did for the whole game and and start Benter up front. You know, it's going to be the main key players will all be there. Ramsey, Urzel, Giroud, will all be there. Um, We'll probably just change Ruzicki and Monreal and people like that, as Cal said. And I'd be happy with that. I think there has to be some rotation um, because City's coming up. Um, But I think we'll try and win it. And, um, and, and hopefully nobody gets injured. But it is a bit unfortunate, isn't it, that once again, we've got three games against top teams in a row, and it happened before with, what was it, Liverpool, Dortmund, uh, yeah, Man United. It's just yeah. really unfortunate because, uh, annoys, you know, what, what, annoys top of the league.
2: That, what annoys me is that Chelsea went and lost against Basel and qualified. We went and beat Marseille, got 12, 12 points, and so we still haven't qualified, you know, it's, Classic cursing our luck. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so, Alright, so, um predictions for Wednesday's game, Cal? Oh, God, I haven't even <laughs> taken a bit to think about it.
2: I think, I think we'll lose 2-1. Mm-hmm. But, who for, and oh, you want a first goal as well? Yeah, go on now. Uh, hey,
1: Alright, but Inch. I think we'll qualify. Okay, Inch? Yeah, I think that's probably quite realistic but I'll be a bit more positive I'll say 1-0 um, Higuain and, and Giroud
0: Cool well, I watched uh, Napoli last night I think they were playing Udinese I think they ended up 3-3 I don't really think their defence is up to great shapes really um, I, I, I think Reyna was not playing last night I don't know if he's playing on Wednesday but I think uh, a good draw a score draw I'm either going to go 1-1 or 2-2 I think we'll go us go 2-2 and I'll say I'll say Giroud.
2: Giroud how does it work as if we we draw the game and we finish top
0: but yeah. if we lose and Dortmund
2: win we finish second
0: I think they've got. To, we've got to lose by three goals for not to not even qualify or so. Yeah, you'd like to
2: think we won't have, have to worry about that. But. It's interesting,
1: um, one though, isn't it? Because when we played Napoli at home, we absolutely blew them off the park. Yeah. It was some of the best football we played this season, yeah. and we absolutely battered them. Urso was incredible. It was just wow. a brilliant, brilliant game. But now it's all different because we're away. We only need a point. We we just played a, a really knackering game, so it's it's all quite. A completely different sort of setup this time. It's certainly, um, you, it's but, one of the
2: last, it's not one of the places you want to go. No. And, and it, I, I, I don't know if you saw the game um, against Dortmund, they played on the first day, but the, I mean, the atmosphere for that game was just terrifying, you know, and they've got like a, a hype man who, who chants the players' names, especially Higuain. I think Higuain will score just because it's Sod's Law, isn't it? The player that we could have signed comes back to haunt us, but. um cool. If we do, I mean, we've we've had a great defense this season, and we've got a great away record, so yeah. I don't think there's there's an awful lot to be afraid of. I think we went um,
0: to Dortmund. Remember, we went to Dortmund and got a one nil. Yeah. So, so if we if Mike, we go
2: with the right mentality, I, I will not I'm not too worried.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. So, uh, okay, before we finish, um, let's incorporate the twat of the week because is back with thirty second rant. What do you so. mean, the
1: twat of the week? Because I'm
0: back. <laughs> Sounds like the association there. <laughs> I'd have sneak that in. Mate, if you've got a guilty complex, mate, that's up to you. I didn't make any correlation. All right, So, we've got the 30 second rent, so, you know, get your, get you get your targets ready. And, we've got 30 seconds, you've got 30 seconds to run away now, Callum. Go for it. Alright, I'll go for it.
2: Um people's expectations, okay? You've got to think back to the first weekend of the season. We lost 2-1 to Villa, everyone was saying top four would be a good... For where we are now, top four would be good. We're now five points clear, we drew against a very good team. Let's not start losing our shit and let's not start going into games with the mentality that we're going to lose them because City and Chelsea have won more than we have the last few years. We're top, uh, we're five points clear for a reason. City and Chelsea are good teams, but we're just as good, if not better at the moment. So we shouldn't have to fear anyone. Um A lot of the fans <laughs>
0: need to get rid of this
2: inferiority <laughs>
0: uh, complex because we're
2: better than people say we are.
0: Thank you very much, Cal. Thank you very much. Uh, moving over to you, Inchi. You've got 30 seconds to either rant or get anything off your chest, whether it's Arsenal or football related. Start your ranting uh, now.
1: Oh, I don't need to rant about anything. I'm super chilled. You know, we're top of the league. You know, it's lovely. What, what, what would I possibly be upset about? You know, um, all I can say is that, you know, if you want a twat of the week, there's a couple of contenders. There's Tony Pubis... Um Just just for coming back to the Premiership and still insisting on wearing a baseball cap at the age of sixty-two, Um or AVB just just for being an, an all-round massive bell end, and and obviously for the two words negative spiral.
0: Oh. So yeah, biff it it good stuff great stuff. Uh, I Just somebody said to me recently, AVB stands for a village bum. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Um, that's been great, fellas. Uh, we'll reconvene again next Sunday. We'll be reviewing the the Napoli game and probably more importantly, or more, you know, um, thingy is the, the, the Man City game. So uh, thanks for, for coming on, fellas. And um, it's a good night from you, Cal. Uh, yeah, good night. Good night from you, Inch. Sleep tight. And we'll see you all this time next week. Thank you. You have been listening to The Guna Rambo, Aguna's World Podcast.